Throughout this journey of life, we all come across a lot of obstacles and battles. Training our state of mind to stay positive, motivated, and inspired to come out on top is the most important task of all. Buckle up, knuckle down, get ready for the grind, and go on and make your dreams come true. Interviews with professionals and how they find motivation, build confidence, and share their stories that can help you on your journey to create your roadmap for success and becoming the best version of yourself. You can win at life. You're winning at life. Get ready to start winning at life. Yeah, let's go. Welcome and welcome back to the podcast for everyone that's tuning in with us today. Uh, this is the weekly podcast where we're exploring all aspects of our life and learning how to overcome the ine- inevitable challenges we face. Today, we're diving into episode 31, Reinvent Yourself and Where to Start. Whether you're a first-time listener or a returning friend, we're excited to have you join with us today for this discussion, so let's jump into it. Have you ever felt stagnant or lost, like you're not living up to your full potential? If so, you're not alone. Today, we'll be discussing why and how to reinvent ourselves so we can become that best version we've always wanted to be. Trust me, you won't want to miss this transformational conversation that we're having with our guest today, Caleb Bergen-Mini. I'd like to take a moment to welcome him back to the show. It's been a while, but Caleb, it's not only a good, Caleb is not only a good friend of mine on a personal level, but also in business. And in this industry, there are a multitude of ways he's had to reinvent himself already. And I'm not sure, uh, I'm not, I'm sure he's not going to be stopping anytime soon. Is that right, Caleb? Not at all, man. Always trying to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's right. (laughs) But man, it's been a pleasure. I mean, thanks for coming back on the show. You know, as I mentioned, it is, you know, going through the amount of growth that you've had to experience in this industry. I know that it's, you know, you, you, you're, you're more than qualified to speak on this. Um, but with that being said, Caleb, you know, to, for the topic today, as I mentioned, we're covering it's why, when, and how to reinvent ourselves when it comes to this life that we're leading. Change is never easy, and I'm sure it was never supposed to be. But when we're feeling stuck or when life is seems, seeming dull, maybe it's time to grow into someone else and to challenge our limits. And the first thing that, Caleb, I wanted us to kind of like talk on is basically defining what reinventing yourself is and why it's necessary and like the certain stages that we find ourselves in life. You know, we go through all these different changes. We have all these new responsibilities on our plate. Why is it important to always look at yourself and then uh, see where you can improve in? Absolutely, Aaron. And, you know, hey, thank you so much once again for always having me back. I always do appreciate it. Um, everything you do and as far as you've come with this show and just the difference that you're making. So absolutely love it. But this topic tonight, definitely one that I was looking forward to and something that I believe is, is it's a topic that's thrown on a lot in society. We hear people talk about it all the time, but I don't really think I've heard many people talk about what it actually means beyond just the basic generic definition. And definitely it's not really discussed how to do this and why it's important. But um, one thing I'll start off and I'll say is like the whole topic, reinvent yourself. I always love that, but I will say I've always viewed it as like reassessing yourself, not reinventing, but reassessing. And, and the reason why is this, you know, a lot of people, when they hear this, they think I've got to reinvent myself. And that means I'm changing who I am. And in this world today, like you have like modern society saying, oh, be who you are, be who you are. Don't be ashamed of it. Be proud of it. And to an extent, I agree. Like you want to be who you are, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean that who you are meant to be is who you are now. Right. The difference in being who you are and being who you're meant to be. And I think the difference comes in not in reinventing yourself because you're unique. You're one out of one. You're put on this earth for a reason, your skills, your mind, your heart, everything is here for a reason, but reassessing yourself, looking at who you are, looking at where you are and reassessing, is this where I want to be? And is this the full maximum capacity to my life? If not, what changes can I make to go forward and move forward to become where I, where I need to go and get there? And so definitely looking forward to this top conversation a whole lot. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really good one. Yeah, 100%. I, with the reinvent, I, like you're completely right. There is a, I feel like it could be, you know, it's always important to be yourself, to embrace yourself, to be uncomfortable, in your, to be comfortable in your own skin. But I think that sometimes when you do take on a task and you experience stress, you have to find ways to say, you know, you, you come into a situation, you hit a roadblock, you're feeling stagnant, like you're not moving forward. And then that's the moment when you need to look at back into yourself and say, okay, what can I change to make this easier? make this a better process. And I think that's where the reinventing comes in. It's not that Caleb, you yourself is changing, or uh, if you're listening in the car or on the treadmill or whatever, it's not you that's changing. Rather, it's how can I, how can I approach this differently? And it's, it can be tricky. You know, it can be tricky to find ways to, to challenge yourself or, or to see how you can approach something different, but when you do hit those stages in life, like Caleb, you is right now, could you be a dad? Would <laughs> you have to go through? What'd you say? <laughs> Absolutely could be. I'd like to think so. That's right. That's right. No, but is there certain, you know, as a dad, there's a lot of things that you're going to be like, okay, I'm coming in this as Caleb, but I'm going to come out of this as daddy Caleb, you know? <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> because, yeah. Cause there's like, there's responsibilities that come on that you're having to, shoulder that you're having to bear and then you're having to learn okay maybe Caleb as a as a parent doesn't have time to to go to the gym as much or he's having having to make exchanges and that's kind of shaping who he is uh just the season of his life absolutely man and that's why I want to come out right off the gate and kind of address that topic that a lot of people they hear reinvent yourself and they just automatically shut it off because they think oh if you're telling me reinvent myself you're telling me to not be who I am no, 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 no. Like, I, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions in society today. And I think that actually comes from a culture in which stagnation and being complacent and being who you are today, even though maybe it's not where you want to be, is a lot easier than going through the things that are difficult to make you who you want to be. And so that's why I look at it. That's why I like to look at it as reassessing myself. And mm-hmm. you know, going back to the example you gave, as far as like that growth and that development, when I look at reinventing people, when I look at reinventing who I am, going back to that reassessing phase, I look at it from a measure of purpose and performance. Purpose and performance. Mm. And I guess the best example I can give is this. We've all heard that old saying like, hey, don't reinvent the wheel. Right. And all that means is that you don't, if something's working, like you don't necessarily like make it a square shape anymore, make it a rectangular mm-hmm. shape. But yet, how far has society progressed from the very first wheel way back in the day, whether it be stone or wood, mm-hmm. to what we have now? They're lighter, more durable, more versatile. And so the wheel, the purpose of the wheel was not reinvented. Right. The performance of the wheel was expanded upon. And so when I look at per- personal development, when I look at this whole term of reinventing yourself, 
it's not a matter of changing your purpose. It's a matter of changing your performance on your way to your purpose. And I look mm-hmm. at it the exact same way I look at cars. Um, Aaron, as you well know, I like I like cars. I like I like <laughs> motorcycles, and I like working on them, etc. As frustrating as they can be at times, yeah. I think that's a really good reflection of life. Um, working on cars, I can't help but think that most of the time, if I want to make this thing run, ninety nine point nine percent of the car is doing great. Like a prime example, I have an old 1984 Bronco. I love it. I've had it since I was high school, working on it for forever. And for the past two and a half years, like I've never, ever, ever been able to get this thing to run consistently. It was always like faulty electric wise, but I had it running just well enough to where I didn't really have to worry about it nonstop. I was willing to put up the pain to discomfort. But eventually, this kind of gets into a conversation we're having here just a few moments it started getting worse and worse and worse to the point where I can no longer put off this discomfort. I had to correct that main issue. I had to figure out what it was, go through the development process, going through the engine, going through the electrical systems to find what the actual problem was. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing that, eventually I found the issue, but I didn't reinvent the entire car. I didn't put new panels on it. I didn't change its shape. I didn't put a different type of engine in it. I just went back and I reassessed the performance of a certain part, but the purpose of the vehicle turn it on, drive it, get joy out of it, get experiences out of it, that is still present. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at reinventing yourself and growth, I look at vehicles. Because back in the day when the Model A and the Model T was invented, it was to make the transportation for mankind easier. Right. Well, look over now, we have modern day Bugattis and Paganis and things like that. And their purpose is still for transportation and making things easier. Were they reinvented or were they just reassessed and performance was increased? Not purpose. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good kind of way to kind of see the common thing of like you yourself, you're still Caleb. You're just a newer version. Yeah. You know, you're just becoming Absolutely. more effective to overcome the, the challenges that have shaped you into that new version. Um, I mean, Jordan Peterson talks about unlocking your DNA through stressful circumstances and that, you know, that you can't unlearn that. You don't go, you don't go from being a Bugatti back to a model, model T, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be something different, if anything, but you're right. And then sometimes when people come into it, when they do have those, those faulties or those, those areas where they're having trouble overcoming, they're going to have to find out if they want to move forward and they're tired of feeling stagnant, they're tired of feeling, and they just choose to help themselves. Right. Hmm. They will start on this process of reinventing themselves and they, they may not know it. They're going to be looking back at, you know, five, five, 10 months down the road. And I'm like, yeah, who am I now? Mm. Right. Um, some common instances of people reinventing themselves is if they have weight loss goals, if they have a reason to, they were giving a purpose. I think, I think you mentioned something about purpose. Um, when you, maybe they had a daughter have a grandchild and they want to be there for their grandchild and see their, their family continue to grow. So they're like, okay, well now I got to get my cholesterol on check. Now I got to be you know, more adamant about losing weight, more adamant about the decisions I make. And that kickstarts a whole reinventive process. And it's so like, I'm getting, I'm getting hyped up thinking about it because I know the growth that you can go through. And it's not, it's never about where your the end goal is. It's not about being healthy. It's about the process of getting healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's where you go through those areas where it's like, man, I've just busted my butt on this treadmill for 10 minutes for the past week you know, every day for the past week and I didn't lose a pound. What do I got to do? Okay. Maybe let me look at my eating. Let me look at ways I can do better there. 
And this happens, I mean, speaking from personal experience, when I came into this industry, when I talk about, you know, finances with families, it's not really the easiest thing to do. Very taboo sub subject. Not a lot of people want to talk about it. Not a lot of people, they, they rather find problems than seek out those solutions. And I, I try to do, we try, we try to do our best, Caleb, to cater to those. But sometimes it's a little tough. But so we have a lot of rejection, a lot of, a lot of failures, a lot of things that don't work well that we have to continue to reinvent and, and find ways to do better. And when I first came into this position, I had a terrible time speaking. I was studying, stuttering everywhere. I mean, I'm still not the best. I'm still continuing to get better. But that's why I started this podcast. I started to I had to reinvent myself. I had to become something, something different than what I started because the Aaron that first came in was not going to cut it. You know, I had to be intentional about it. And uh, I came, I just like recently, I came to this, this saying that I came up with and it was called just because you have to change doesn't mean you're not qualified. Hmm. And I think it's through the change that you do become qualified. Absolutely. So that's, and I just think that sometimes people that are like, Oh, that's not me. Oh, that's, that's, that's just not who I am. And it's like, is it not who you are or is it something that you just don't want to try to be or try mm -hmm. to continue to go like to strive for? And I think you're hitting on the point that we, did, we mentioned just a few moments ago perfectly is that oftentimes in the process of growth, one of the biggest reasons people tend to shy away from it, especially in today's society is because there's almost this mentality of if I'm growing or if I need, if I'm growing into someone I haven't been before, I'm not staying true to myself. Well, is that self-preservation? Like, oh, you're actually maintaining who you are because is who you are, if you look at the life you have right now, where you are right now and in every aspect, every, uh, every area of your life, like, do you not believe you could accomplish more in those areas or have better versions of those areas or maybe even healthier versions of those areas? If the answer is yes, you could, well, then that kind of goes to prove that perhaps there is a little bit more we can unlock. It's not a matter of changing yourself. So for instance, let's say you're in a relationship right now. You have a relationship. That's what you want. But you look at it and you think, you know what? My relationship could be better. We could have healthier communication. We've never done that before. Mm -hmm. Or we could maybe spend better time with one another. But that's right. just not something we typically do. Well, the act of going out and doing those things, making an attempt to have better communication and comprehension, making the attempt to have more quality time together, that is not changing who you are. That's changing how you go about hosting your relationships. Because at the end of the day, you're still someone who wants a relationship. You're someone who values that, someone who wants to be a part of that thing. That's your purpose. That's one of your whys. Mm -hmm. How you go about doing your why, the reinventing of that is not the reinventing of you. It's simply improving in these areas. And, you know, you made a comment, and I think it leads beautifully into one of the questions you had earlier, and it's that, why do most people feel the need to reinvent themselves? And, and then what are some of the ways in which they do that? And you, you mentioned the comment of being a parent, maybe even being a grandparent, and all of a sudden you're having kids or grandchildren and you want to be in their lives. There's this old saying that necessity is the mother of all invention. And so going back to the example I just gave earlier with my Bronco, like I drove it for two or three years, even though it wasn't the most reliable electricity wise, like I never could really know if it was going to start or not. I always had to carry tools in the back to get it up and running. 
But it wasn't until it got to the certain point of unreliability that I said, you know what, I finally have to correct this issue through and through. And I spent, you know, a week going through every single electrical part and doing so. I think many of us have that exact same experience in our lives. Most of us, the biggest reason why we don't reinvent ourselves, quote unquote, isn't because we feel like we're not staying true if we do. It's not because we think we're changing who we are. It's because to do so, we understand it's going to require some discomfort, mm-hmm. understand it's going to require some time and some yeah. patience, and really probably doing some things we don't want to do. Like I didn't want to spend a week in the garage, you know, taking apart every part of that Bronco, mm-hmm. but I knew it was going to get me to where I wanted to go. And I knew it was going to get me where I needed to be. And I think one of the biggest reasons why most people go through the reinventing process is because the comfort of familiar discomfort finally becomes uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then they move forward. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's it. And I think it takes an external circumstances sometimes push you over to that. Like, Absolutely. I don't know why when you were talking, you were talking about having to go, you know, you came to the point where you're just like, Hey, I got to take care of this electric, like, you know, electric issue on my Bronco. I'm going to go in, I'm a deep dive. You know, it's probably weeks of you saying, I really hope this thing just figures itself out. <laughs> it's like the check engine light on your car. You're just like, it'll yeah. go out. It'd be okay. Right. <laughs> but, Absolutely. But when it comes like, say, say we had three yellow butterflies. I don't know why this was coming through my head, but we had yeah. three yellow butterflies and then we had one mutated gene of that same butterfly, but it was Brown. Right. Well, as it turns out, the Brown was able to survive more and able to reproduce and, and so on and, and become prosperous while the yellow ones were so bright that they got picked off by birds and other, other, uh, you know, predators. So is it that the butterfly, is it, is that brown butterfly any different than the yellow butterfly or did it just change due to external circumstances and it, and it chose how to, to continue to thrive and prosper. Right. So I think that's, when it comes to reinventing yourself, sometimes you're going to hit something. You're going to hit a wall. Something's going to, you're going to feel this internally. You're going to look at your life. You're going to, you're going to, something's going to happen. And you're going to sit, be sitting in your car. You're going to be sitting at your desk at work. You're going to be sitting at home on your chair, watching TV. And you're going to say to yourself, I like something needs to change. I need to do something. I got it. If I want to, if I want to continue to thrive and succeed, I'm going to have to do something. And that's when, this whole, this whole ball starts rolling on how we, how we reinvent ourselves and start this process of getting in alignment with that best version of ourselves. But Caleb, when it comes to starting this self-discovery journey, when it comes to starting, you know, this whole, this whole process of becoming someone new, there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to run into. Right. We got imposters or we got imposter syndrome that's going to be holding us back. We got a lot of different things that our families, people that know us for who we are. And we're going to change a different aspect of us that's going to make us seem like strangers or we're going to feel we're not going to feel authentic around those people. Um, and sometimes we got to measure during this process. You got to look around the, uh, the those that we have, you know, that we care, have close to ourselves, um, you know, crabs in a bucket never let one escape. Sometimes they're going to be pulling, they're going to be pulling each other back. So look at your life and see where you want to go. And if those people that where you want to go aren't surrounded you, which we've talked to numerous times on this, 
on this podcast because it's huge having your your uh, your associations very intentional. But if you're not around people where you want to go, then ultimately you're never going to get there. Hmm. So um, just kind of talking on, you know, as I mentioned, as we start this, this self-discovery, starting this new reinventing yourself, because, you know, it's, it's going to be a scary process. What are some like insights on starting this journey, Caleb? It's a really good question. And I can only speak to what as I can, I've gone through personally and what I believe has helped me get through the difficult moments, especially when there's adversity, right. whether it's coming from friends or family or even yourself. But the first thing I would say um, is that in any room to grow, any, any, any path that is different than what you've currently taken, especially if it's one of growth, one that you're trying to get to a new place you've never been before, is just go ahead and be willing and open and expecting to accept adversity, expect those to be there or expect people to not be there when you need them. And honestly, um, this, this may sound cynical, but I can only speak to what's true for me. And then maybe people can relate to in their areas, but I would honestly encourage you to expect maybe friends and family to be less supportive than you might imagine that they would be. And the reason why is this, um, your friends and family, number one, they most likely love and care for you. And if that's the case, they want you to be safe. They want you to not take risks because they don't want to see you get hurt. And although that's admirable, one of the biggest downfalls of that is that when you go through this path of discovery, you are going to go through some things that you have never done before. You are going to go through things that are hard and difficult and painful. And sometimes that love for you could actually act as a chain holding you back because they're not going to encourage you as you go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second thing I'll say is this one's more so friends, but it can also bleed into family, depending upon who you have. Um, you want to expect adversity because a lot of times in life, people want to see you do well, but never necessarily better than them. Mm-hmm. So number one, expecting this adversity is going to be a pivotal thing. But then secondly, understanding that he who has a why can endure almost any how. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things you mentioned something a moment ago, and that is imposter syndrome. That's something that when you try to grow, when you try to go down this path of personal development and growth and reinventing yourself, there are going to be tremendous stages where you are outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that your mind, your subconscious, maybe even your friends and family in the world, the enemy is going to tell you is that this isn't you, Aaron, you're not really meant for this. Like, You've never done these things before. You've never tried to aim this high. That's not who you are. That's not your place in this world. The nail that sticks out gets hammered. You don't belong there. And those voices can be very, very tempting to listen to unless you know your why. And here's why I'm saying this. One of the biggest reasons people have imposter syndrome in their personal lives, they feel this, is because they're focused on where they are right now. Mm-hmm. And if I'm focused, if I'm standing in the middle of a field and I'm looking at the ground beneath me and it's just grass and it's dirt and things like that, and I'm looking and I'm focusing on where I am and I base my entire identity, my entire purpose in life upon the spot I'm at right now, well, then any movement from that spot, even if minor, the grass is going to look a little bit different. The flowers might be a different color. The dirt might not be in the same location. And I'm going to experience mild discomfort. Right. But imagine I start walking towards this journey and I start walking and all of a sudden I come to a riverbed and there's rocks underneath my feet. I've made progress. I've moved forward, but I'm going to feel so out of sorts what I typically know as my location that I'm going to seem 
just lost. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm only focused on my ground and where I was before, then yeah, I'm going to think I'm an imposter until I assign a greater purpose to my life, a greater why in my life. And so let's put it this way. Let's say I'm sitting in, the, I'm standing in that field again, and I'm looking at that grass, but I know in my head where I want to go, the direction I'm trying to move right. on top of the mountain. Well, at that point, where I'm trying to go, my purpose, my why, my mission supersedes where I'm at right now. And so even though I'm used to seeing grass beneath my feet, as I move and I see the riverbed, and then I see the desert, and then I see the snow, then the rocks, then I see the top of the mountain, I don't have imposter syndrome, even though I'm standing in different locations. Just reading them. Because each of those locations was taking me to overall purpose, and that was the top of the mountain. And so your identity and where you think you're trying, where you believe you're trying to go is a pivotal thing once you accept adversity. Mm-hmm. Because in life, you may be going through those growing pains. You may be going through those stepping out of comfort zones, growing yourself emotionally, mentally, financially, maturity, communication skills-wise, empathy, right. comprehension. You may be growing in all these areas in ways you've never grown before. But if that's your goal, that's what you want to do, like that's what you set out as your mission, then there is no imposter syndrome. Because every single change you're going through, every single discomfort, every different thing about you now is actually in alignment with the goal you're trying to get to. Right. So you're not an imposter. You're improving. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing you need to accept. And that's a huge piece, knowing your why, being able to bear any how. And that comes with a purpose. That also comes with accepting adversity at the very beginning, even though it might come from those who are closest to you. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. And when you were kind of talking about going through the desert, the grassland, the riverside, all those different areas are going to, so you can't live the same in the desert as you do next to the river. You're going to have to reinvent yourself, find ways to overcome those areas of stress of those, you know, of those hardship, but adapting to the environment that you're at of that person that you are at that moment and that season of your life. Um, And then kind of going off of, we're talking about imposter syndrome, combating that I'm what I've, what I've been teaching or trying to like teach through those that I train is that when you, this is obviously different, you know, coming in this and I'm kind of going back to, to my industry because I did have to learn a lot of new skills. I had to learn a lot about myself. I had to come to understanding it actually led me on this path of personal development in the first place. But what I found helped me, is surrounding myself. And like, as you said, Caleb, those that love you, that care about you, that see you breaking the system of what you were raised to and how you were raised are going to be wanting to pull you back. And they're probably not going to be, it's a different kind of support, right? It's like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, yeah, good luck, I guess. Oh, I'm so concerned about them. You know, I'm so worried about them. They're doing that thing where they want to worry. Um, my mom will worry about my finances. And I'm like, I'm the one in finances. Why are you worrying about my finances? I know that it's going to work out. I'll be okay. Like, chill. I know it's not normal. I know it's not the, the, you know, the average path, but that's why I think it's worth it. It's, mm-hmm. If you don't have someone doubting on you, then you're not heading in the right direction. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but what about kind of going back to that imposter, kind of taking those first steps, trying to feel comfortable and, and building that confidence in that new area of your life that you're trying to supersede, you know, that you're trying to get better in. 
I highly recommend joining some sort of club, joining some sort of thing that puts you, that challenges yourself, whether it's a running club, joining a running club and, and making new friends there. And then whatever you're, whatever you're pursuing, whatever you're trying to change into, identify as that. Mm-hmm. Don't be, you know, if you're, if you're into flips on Facebook marketplace or something like that, and that's like something that you're trying to make your full-time job. I don't know. I'm just giving up this random, random yeah. kind of example, but Maybe say, listen, what I do is, is I'm a, I'm a buy and seller. I'm, you know, you have this whole identity that you're kind of building of yourself and get used to and rehearse it. Because if you want to grow into that, you're going to have to, you know, fit yourself into, into that mold, you know, um, and starting in a, in an environment where that people have no idea who you are, didn't grow up with you, doesn't know you from, you know, little, little Joe to big Joe or anything like that has no, no attachment to you, but you get to, to be that imposter as you kind of get comfortable as being who you are now. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend finding a club, whether it's park yoga, whether it's running, whether it's a new gym, but those that you meet, I embody who you want to become. Right. Aaron, you, you said a lot of things right there. It's kind of sparked a lot of thought in my mind. And <laughs> number one, I think you're a hundred percent straight. You're a hundred percent on point. You're like, one of the first steps in taking yourself to, to that quote next level we talk about in life, right? The, 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 the next version of you that can grow and, and, and unlock so much more potential. It truly is reestablishing your identity, who you are, how you view your place in this world. And so much of your identity stems from your environment. Um, we've all heard this old saying, and I love it. It says that if you plant a seed and the seed doesn't grow, do you blame the seed or do you blame the environment? Mm. Seed is always born with the potential to host massive trees or massive plants. It, it has the ability and it always has the ability to create life. But a seed planted among rocks will not, will not do the same as seed planted amongst healthy soil. And so a huge piece in your growth as a person and, and unlocking this you know, next level of self-improvement also does depend upon your associations. Where are you at? And going back and kind of connecting with imposter syndrome, I guess one of the best examples that came to mind is that me personally, um, I'm not a huge, huge sports fan. I don't follow anything religiously, but if I had to pick one, I'd pick hockey. I like hockey. <laughs> uh, I like the grit. I like the mentality. I like the, the, the nonsense aspect of it. It's just, it's just a cool sport. And me personally, I'm a Nashville Predators fan and I wear my Preds gear with pride, even though I couldn't tell you what their record is this season. <laughs> but uh, one thing that's interesting is that growing up around the Nashville area, wearing a Predators hat, not a big issue whatsoever. I'm a Preds fan through and through. But in my travels, when I wear my hat or my shirts, you know, things like that, I've noticed when I was out in Colorado, all of a sudden I was getting funny looks because everybody out there is wearing abs gear. When I was in Florida, everybody was wearing like Panthers gear. And then like every different state I've been to that has an NHL team, all of a sudden it's like you feel a little bit weird because you know you're not wearing the right jersey. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the eyes, you can feel it. Like he was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not wearing the right jersey. And they, and even though I'm not an imposter, that's where I am, that's where I'm from, that's what I love. You can't help but feel out of place. But again, it's the environment. And so you talk about, hey, if the best way to start this journey of improvement, as far as like actually taking the steps, you know, again, first mentally understand the adversity, know your why, and then you can endure the how. But the second step, more the tangible step, is now putting your place, putting yourself in that fresh, healthy soil to let you grow and going to places that are going to stretch your identity and going to places that already have people doing what you're trying to do. 
that's huge because right. a lot of us, I think we let our friends and our family, we let our current associations talk, talk us out of where we're trying to go in life. Mm-hmm. Because the funny thing about it is this, like when you're given a dream in life, when you're given a vision or, or there's this mentality to improve, there's almost like this expectation that we have where everyone else in our life is going to understand it. Right. Really, you should expect the exact opposite. I mean, if it was given to you, it was given to you. It was your dream. It was your calling. It was your desire to move forward and advance. It wasn't given to them. And so right. why would we expect them? That calling was yours. It wasn't a conference call. Mm-hmm. No one else was involved in on it. Yeah. But that being said, you have to be able and willing to locate yourself with other people that had that same conference call. Going back to if I was a diehard Predators fan and I decided to live in Colorado, Vail, Colorado, near like the avalanches, I would always feel out of place because my calling was a predator. Mm-hmm. If it was strong enough and I wanted to pursue it well enough, where do you think I would move to? Colorado. I would move to, for a Predators fan, I would move to Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Sorry. Yeah, if I was a Nashville fan, <laughs> I would move to Colorado. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I would move to Nashville. Well, obviously I wouldn't do that for a hockey team, but for things in life that are most important to me, like my growth, absolutely. That doesn't mean you move across the country, but it means you might on Friday night, instead of going out with your buddies and have beers, maybe go into that person, maybe going to that running club. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to like. I was about to piggyback off everything you were saying right there and say, build into the market that you want. Who do you want to be around? If you're looking to succeed and be around successful people, maybe you want to be around doctors. You want to kind of, you know, see what, see what that life's about, but you probably want to start biking because I feel like a lot of bikers or a lot of doctors do biking, but that's going to mean, Hey, I'm not my old self that, you know, drinks for no reason and, you know, parties on every Saturday or goes out to the bars and get, and get, and gets hammered so that I can't wake up and, join that bike club so I can meet with doctors and start rubbing off them. You can't, you're not going to start, you're not going to be equipped to be at that, that level yet. But what you can do is associate with yourself, with yourself as you reinvent yourself, you look around the rooms that you're in and you first decide whether or not it's a room for you. And second off, start looking. If it's not the room for you, then find, go leave, find other rooms that are going to show that are going to allow you to emulate what you want to become. And then once you do find that room, look around and see what everyone else is doing. When I used to use nicotine, and I spoke on this, but in my company, in my agency, I look at all the high-performing, all the elite elites in my, in my agency, and I looked around, or in my company, and I looked around and I didn't see a single one that had some sort of nicotine addiction. They didn't have, you know, I was looking close, man. I was looking for every reason to continue. I was looking, they got, are they using Zins? Are they using vapes? Are they doing anything? And I not, I didn't see a one. So I had to come, you know, I had to face my terms. It was like, okay, I need to make an exchange here. I need to reinvent myself. Am I going to be, if I want to be like these people, if I want to be successful, I, you know, I'm willing to bet that me quitting nicotine is going to get me there. And it's not the nicotine. It's not the drug that it's, that it's building. It's the self-confidence in myself. It's me not having insecurity, me not being reliant, me not being called to out of a room when I'm in a, when I shouldn't be thinking about anything else than where I'm at. That's what it's building. 
It's not the, it's not the chemical. It's not the, what my body's feeding, but it's coming to that process of reinventing yourself of being like, I want to be better, not just for me, but that why that Caleb mentions it's that I want to be better for my family. I want to be, I want to be successful for the legacy to leave and, and so on. And like we've mentioned throughout this entire podcast, there's going to be people out there that are wanting to pull you back. There's going to be people out there that are going to say, Hey, you're moving away. I had a recent, I'm not sure if I told you this, Caleb, but I had a recent friend of mine say, man, like we were talking about dreams, aspirations, where we're going. And I'm talking big, right? Well, I'm not talking big, but I'm talking like bright. Not a lot of people talk bright nowadays. And I was talking about like, you know, how I'm excited for it. And he said, man, I really hope so. Because I know people that are close to you that, you know, they're, they're doubting you. And I was like, and that was the first time that I've heard something like that because, and it made me feel good because I know they wouldn't be talking that same stuff if I was where they were at. Absolutely. And I think when you, when you're going on this task of discomfort where everyone, you feel like the world's against you. I just want you to know that if you have a good heart, you're a good person and you have good intentions that the world's not against you. You're just reinventing yourself to go onto a new path. That is in fact, that better version. Absolutely, man. And you know what? That's going to be goosebumps. I got fired up because I've been there before, man. I'm still there. You know, I'm still there. But there's this old saying, and I love it. It says, if you don't have any adversity, it means the devil's leaving you alone. You know, the devil's leaving you alone. It means because you're not doing anything with your life. Right. Like you're stuck. And so you talk about people, like when you go down this path, it goes back to that saying, most people, not all, but most people want to see you do well, Aaron, just never better than themselves. Mm-hmm. And so are pulling you down, whether it be their thoughts, their emotions, their words, their mentality, like if they're pulling you down or they're saying things behind your back, most people, again, I think this separates the winners and the losers. Most people hear that and they get discouraged. Winners, they hear that and think, well, hey, it makes sense, right? They're below me for a reason. They're behind me for a reason. It doesn't mean that they're lesser than. It just means that they are doing lesser than. And there's a difference. No one is less than or more than another person. But there are absolutely men and women doing more than others. And so when you're doing more, don't be surprised when people willing to do less are going to try to sacrifice or make, make like justifications as to why or want to see that fail. And so um, I think one of the best examples I can give on this, and you talk about being, putting yourself in the room with other people and just having that burning desire against all odds, is are you uh, familiar with the story of Edwin Barnes? Uh, I'm not sure. So... Edwin Barnes, um, it's actually a really cool story here. So back around like the turn of like the 20th century, one of the greatest inventors of our time was Thomas Edison, right? Wizard of Menlo Park, doing some incredible things. Well, Edwin Barnes, who was like a nobody, a complete nobody, but he saw what Edison was doing. He said, you know what? That's a man I want to be around. I want to be, like, I don't want just to be around him. I want to be in business with him. And not just be in business as far as like working with one of his companies. He's like, I want to be his business partner. I want to be a partner with Edison. However, there's only two problems. Barnes lived across the country and he didn't know Edison at all. And more importantly, Edison didn't know him. So Barnes said, you know what? I want this so incredibly bad though that I'm going to go. I'm going to figure out. He bought a ticket, paid for everything he could to travel across the country by train to New Jersey, actually went to Edison's offices, like knocked on the doors, like, couldn't even get past like the secretary, 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 like literally gives up everything, moves across the country, like wants to be in business with this guy, has no reason why, but, like couldn't even get past like the, the closures, closures, nothing. 
And he was definitely demoralized. That growth, that improvement, that desire to become better, the desire to associate with someone who you wanted to be like, that was pretty dampening when you couldn't even get through the door. Mm-hmm. But his desire was so great. His why was so big that he was determined to find a way. And he actually took a job with Edison's company and he worked diligently until he saw a unique opportunity that no one else saw. Thomas Edison had just invented the Edifone, which was like a recording device that no one thought was going to take off. In fact, even Edison's top salesmen said, you know what? No, we don't want to push it just because it's too expensive. There's no way, nothing's like this out there before. It's just not going to be good. Opportunity knocking. Yeah, opportunity. Where everyone else said it's not going to work, Edison said, or Barnes said, that's my way in. He found a way to actually not only market, but sell something at record levels, like show it. He, he showcased it in ways that no one thought it could be used for, but he did. And that actually not only earned him a tremendous amount of income, it profited Edison's company tremendously, put them even more on the map. And Edison, sure enough, went into business with Barnes as a partner, mm-hmm. a man who several years beforehand couldn't even get past the secretary's secretary. And so my challenge here, and the reason I'm telling that story is Barnes is just one of many, many, many examples. I mean, you can look at dozens of men and women throughout history, hundreds of them throughout history that have done this exact same thing. And the whole point I'm trying to make here is that many of us, we want like we want to put ourselves in a better position. I mean, if our if we had like an actual live audience here and we said, show of hands, like how many of you feel like you've at the peak of every area of your life, your relationships, your mental health, your emotional health, your finances, like every relationship you have with every person's at the peak it could be. Show of hands. Realistically, no one's going to raise their hand. If they do, they're either delusion, have no relationships, or they're liars. And so the point is, when we say, I want to improve these areas, but I don't know how or joining that running club's too hard, or there's no one I know in these areas. Barnes' story is one of dozens, if not hundreds, that give us the example of, realistically, that guy was willing to do whatever it took. So it's not a matter of, is there an opportunity? It's a matter of, are you truly willing to go do it? And is it to the point to where the discomfort of where you are now, or sorry, the familiar discomfort becomes too uncomfortable to bear? Mm Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that, that story that just like going out, like just driving into uncertainty, you know, and just just dealing with it and just how life always works out in the end. You know, you have that definite destination of where you want to go. You're able, you're going to be presented opportunities and it's your job to open the door. When that opportunity knocks, you open the door and that's how that's, you take action. You, you, you believe in yourself and you're like, I'm going to bet on me. And you take that action and you, and you do what you got to do to make it work. You reinvent, you learn new skills and you go forth. But Caleb, thank you so much, man, for, for coming on having this conversation. I feel like this is one of the best ones that we've done. So it's it's uh, always the best one. Every time (laughs) it's better and better, man. That's right. It's harder to bring them to an end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just thank you for having that conversation about reinventing ourselves and finding that best version with us and then finding ways that we can start implementing, finding ways that we can take action, take steps, small implementation. Some of the things that we're going to face while doing this, that imposter syndrome surrounding our, like being intentional, being aware of those that we keep around us and how they, if they see the best for us and if it's the best environment for us to be, are we in that seed? Are we blaming the seed or are we blaming the soil? right? Absolutely. Like, um, 
guys, when we do go on this, when we do go on this journey, when we start embarking on it and we have to make these small changes and we hit those pressure points where we're having to overcome these situations and reinvent ourselves and add little attributes to our character, which is an awesome and beautiful process. Don't get me wrong. It may be sucky in the, in the midst of it, but you'll look back and you're like, man, I am 10 times, I can go through 10, 10 times crappier things and, and come out okay. But when you go on this journey, don't be, give yourself permission to explore, give, establish a clear goals, make yourself, make it measurable for you. So you know that you're not veering off that path. And then also don't be afraid to ask for help. That is not a sign of weakness. That is, that all that is, is, Hey, I just need some help, need some insight. I need a new perspective. And that's all that's going to give you to continue on this journey. And as I mentioned don't let imposter syndrome pull you down. Embrace those small accomplishments that you achieve when you do this. Hey, I did not want to do you. When you're starting something new, you're going to give yourself every reason to talk yourself out of it. But if you do show up to that park yoga or that cycling event or run that five miles with that club, embrace that. Give yourself a confidence and then also build that confidence in your progress and in yourself saying, hey, I did this and I did it. I'm going to do this and I did it. Um, but yeah, the last, thank you. The last thing I'll close on, Aaron, just to say to all those listening who, who are either about to go through the storm, are in the storm, or currently coming out of the storm and preparing to face another, is that understand that any journey in life, any journey, any hardship, it's not something you must endure forever. It's something that you must make a daily decision that where I'm going is better than where I've been. Mm. that single step every single day one more day you could absolutely do it and understand once more that even though progress every progress can seem slow at times the act of making progress the attempt of making progress is still progress and as long as you're attempting as long as you're chipping away eventually it will fall um, so don't get discouraged in that hardship don't get discouraged when people who you expect to be there aren't understand that when you walk a road that few people are willing to walk, you should expect some loneliness, but know that path gets narrower. And as the path gets narrower, you're going to find more and more travelers on it because it's very difficult to miss a person with a path that's three feet wide. It's very easy to miss a person and get lost in a crowd when the path is a mile wide with thousands walking the easy way. You say it best, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Uh, I can't, can't express to you enough how it, what it means to me for you to come on and have this conversation. And at the end of the day, man, I just hope that we could at least help one person. Uh, at the end Absolutely. Of the one Point. person changes the world over the course of generations. That's right. So, thank you, man. Appreciate you, brother. See you soon. Just one last thing uh, that I want to ask you all is that if you're loving the content that we're doing here at Winning at Life, I would just ask that you guys show a little bit of love and maybe leaving a review or sending or sharing some of our episodes to others that maybe have spoken to you. We just really appreciate all of you as our listeners, and we always want to try to make things better for you all. So just having that feedback and finding ways that we can make improve this for, for both you, your sake and ours um, is always what we're striving for to reach more people and to, and to help in that, in that manner.